Rise and shine, Mr. Freeman. Rise and shine. Welcome back to the Mouse and Joystick Podcast. It is currently Friday, May 25th, 2016, and I'd like to welcome back my co-hosts to the show, Michael and Noah. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing mighty fine today. I'm doing great. It's good to hear. We're kind of uh, putting this episode together under technical difficulties, so bear with us while we put this together. So uh, let's just go ahead and jump into the news discussion that's been happening throughout May uh, we're probably just going to briefly go through this because there's not a whole lot of detail to go into. But uh, personally, I was kind of surprised how much news came out before E3. I guess they want to get ahead of the get ahead of everyone else when it comes to the news. But uh, first things first, uh, they announced a remastered version of Batman Arkham City and Batman Arkham Asylum that would be bundled together called Batman Return to Arkham. That's going to be coming out July 26th for PS4 and Xbox One. Any Anything you guys want to say about that? I like the... I would definitely like the Batman games. I'm glad they're going back and uh, fixing them up a little bit and making them look better. And I, th- I know that they have gotten a huge fan base over the games they've come out with. So I feel like this is going to be a good, uh, pretty big hit. Yeah, we'll see. It's, it's nice for the people that haven't been able to experience these yet to get a chance. And then uh, moving on, we have the announcement trailer for Dawn of War 3. I'm not really a Dawn of War player myself, but it's nice that a relatively high-profile strategy series is getting a sequel. So that's always exciting. Uh, and speaking of strategy game sequels, they announced the brand new Civilization 6 that will be coming out later this year in October. Uh, I think we're all big fans of Civilization, so we're probably going to be playing that when it comes out this year. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Did you just see if they add anything else to the, to the game that they haven't added for expansion? Yeah, that, that's going to be interesting to see. I know for the most part, I think the biggest difference this one has from the previous ones is the art style. But I don't really know what they're doing mechanical mechanic-wise. So, uh, yeah, let me keep an eye on that E3, see if there's anything new to talk about afterwards. And then uh, moving on from Civilization, we have Dishonored 2 gets a November 11th release date. That's uh, I'm kind of looking forward to that. I like Dishonored, so it should be pretty, pretty good. Uh, other release dates coming include the release of Pokemon Sun and Moon for November 18th. And Pokemon's always good. It's a good time. I love my Pokemon, so looking forward to that. Uh, and if you're looking for an easy way to get access to Pokemon Sun and Moon, uh, they announced a price cut of the Nintendo 2DS down to $79.99. So that's one of the cheapest ways that you can get your hands on Pokemon is to get a 2DS. And another announcement is the Talos Principle is getting a sequel sometime later this year or sometime next year 
I personally was actually quite a big fan of the first Talos Principle. It was a slightly different take on the puzzle genre. And it was kind of one of those puzzle games where you can get through it without too much difficulty and you didn't feel like a complete idiot. Although there were still a couple of puzzles that I had to look up the solution to because they were ridiculous. Um, and then in other news, we have Unraveled 2 being confirmed by EA. Uh, it's a, like a side-scrolling side platformer kind of thing. It's kind of cutesy too. I like, I like the first one. Uh, then getting on to some bigger announcements is that the next addition to the Call of Duty series is coming out later this year on November 4th called Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, and it will also include a remastered version of Call of Duty 4 along with it. Do you guys have any opinions on that? Well, YouTube for sure did. Oh, that's for sure. I think the trailer yeah. for that was one of the most disliked videos of all time. I think it was second under um the music video for baby by justin bieber damn i think i think those two have the top two dislikes you know on all of youtube it was like over two million i think i, think... I just think that everyone uh does not want to see another of the same thing from call of duty yeah i think people are getting a little yeah. tired of the stale formula they have and i'm sure i'm kind of unhappy that they're like locking Call of Duty 4 remastered behind the special edition of Infinite Warfare. Like I want that, but I don't want to spend eighty dollars to get it. Yeah, so we're spending exactly. sixty dollars to get Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Twenty dollars mm -hmm. to get Infinite Warfare. <laughs> there we go. That's a good way of looking at it. Maybe that way it's worth it. I don't know. But um, Infinite Warfare expansion. <laughs> it's just an expansion. Uh. Finally, like, shortly after that announcement, uh, the biggest compared to the Call of Duty series being Battlefield revealed their newest edition called Battlefield 1, and it's coming October 1st. It's going to take the series back in time to World War One. so I'm pretty excited about that. It's uh, something a little different, something my, my, my me being a bit kind of uh, history is looking forward to it. Um, and then another EA shooter news. It came to fruition that, according to the Respawn Entertainment's blog, that they are currently working on a Star Wars title. I don't know which one that it is. I think it's supposed to be like a third-person action game or some sort. So we'll probably see that later next year or maybe 2018 sometime. Uh, speaking of Star Wars, there's also apparently a new Battlefront coming out next year sometime. Yeah, sometime next year, according to uh, Dave Scamal, of, he's a news editor for VideoGamer.com. So, for those that liked Battlefront, there's more of that coming. But uh, I think that's it for, like, new game release announcements. But uh, other interesting things that have come out include the fact that Rocket League now has cross-platform play between Xbox One and PC. Uh, any opinions on that? I think we were kind of hoping that would happen soon, and it finally did. Yeah. Does it, does that mean... Sorry, go ahead. How does it work with PS4, then? Like, Can you not get in a game? Yeah, that's right. They, they didn't mention anything about PS4. PS4. So, like, 
what would happen if like a PC player gets a PS4 player into a party and then they like invite an Xbox player? Like, does it not work? Does it crash? Like, what happens when well, that? I don't think you can invite people to parties. You can't do cross-platform parties. No, because I don't think they have the interfacing yet as far as communicating between like the PlayStation Network's uh, party system or whatever they have. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see or how that works. I'm going to definitely be keeping on a rocket leg to see how that ends up working. Hopefully there's not too many problems that come with that. Um, what's the other news is that CryEngine has finally gone open source. for So for those aspiring developers, you can get your hands on the CryEngine and start building games using it. That's, that's pretty awesome. Uh, ooh, and then another creative news. This one was a big surprise to me, but they, Microsoft announced that a special version of Halo 5 called Halo 5 Guardians Edition will be coming to Windows 10 Store, and it includes basically all of Halo 5's Forge mode to be used on Windows 10 PCs. Which, and one of the, one of the big things they mentioned is the little little segment here that says enlist the help of your friends to help build test and play your forge creations on windows 10. so does that mean we can play can we play windows 10 can we play halo 5 and windows 10 now on forge i thought they specifically said they didn't want to have the actual halo 5 so that's weird i mean it's cool that you can play forge mode but I'm wondering. Imagine it'll be a stripped down version of Halo. Yeah. That's going to be weird. probably playing as like Forerunners or something. But like, you you still should be able to get into Spartan mode and run around Spartan mode because I don't know how you're going to be able to test your. It's because otherwise it'd be awkward to create maps that way. Yeah, true. But hey, if, if I can just like get in there and start building some stuff in Forge mode, I'm I'm pretty satisfied because I never thought we'd get this far when it comes to Halo on PC. So it's pretty cool. And um, but, I mean, it's not all good news on Microsoft's end because around the same time, they also announced that they are ceasing development of Project Spark and anyone that had paid for it will get a refund and it is basically being buried. Uh. It's kind of weird because I didn't realize Project Spark had been released. So I think <laughs> I think they dropped the ball in the marketing department there because I was actually kind of interested in it, but now it's gone. Uh, another bad news for those who care: Disney Infinity is also being canceled, and it's not just that, but Disney has also d- decided that they're going to pull out of the video game publishing business. Just kind of a big deal that Disney decides to pull out of an entire industry. So yeah, that's weird. Don't expect too many Disney IPs to find their ways into video games anytime soon. I I'd imagine unless they really go ham on the uh, the licensing, but I don't think they're going to. Does that mean no more Star Wars games? I'm sure or... uh, they've already licensed out licensed out Star Wars games to EA, so that contract still goes to like 2020 or something like that, maybe longer. Okay. I, I don't remember the details. 
I'm sure they'll make play, I th- I'm sure they'll make deals with certain publishers for the really big franchises like the Marvels and the the Star Wars and stuff like that to keep going. Yeah, I thought so. It's just no no like kid games anymore, I guess. <laughs> yeah, basically that's it. Uh, small bit of news, but Valve has basically reworked how Steam reviews work, and now you can like filter out old reviews from like release date, and you can only like view more recent reviews. So like, if a game gets patched over time, you can now see that oh yeah, and its current current state is actually a very good game, whereas before it didn't work, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it's just a little bit better than now. Um. One last piece of game news is not really news, but apparently Destiny's new expansion has been leaked and it is called Rise of Iron. This kind of surprised me because I was under the assumption that because Bungie has been in the dark lately that they were just going to start working on Destiny 2, but apparently they still have the intention of supporting Destiny. Um, I'm kind of looking forward to this actually because when I saw the poster, I was like, "That looks pretty badass." It's a, a guy, some cool looking armor with a flaming axe, surrounded by wolves. So I don't know the context of that, but it sounds pretty cool. But uh, I need to get Destiny first. If anyone is still playing that, same. <laughs> uh, this is not specifically game related, but have uh, have you either two seen the trailer for the Assassin's Creed movie? I have not. Yeah, because they have Fassbender, right? Yeah, Michael Fassbender is uh, the lead in that. He's a pretty great actor, in my opinion. So I was looking forward to the movie, and then when the trailer came out, it kind of lived up to all of the expectations I could have had. It was better than I had imagined it would be, except for the music. I didn't really care for the Kanye West music. But uh, He has some good music, but I didn't like the way they used it in this trailer. Yeah, they could have handled like... it a little bit better, but... For the most part, the movie looks a lot better than I expected. It lo- looks like it stays true to the Assassin's Creed formula for the most part. So I have hopes that it is not a complete disaster. So I think that's going to be it for the news. But uh, let's let's move on to the game discussion. Uh, Michael, what what have you been playing lately? Like I know you've been playing a little bit of Doom, a little bit of Fallout. Can you want to want to talk about those? Yeah, I got the new Doom. I got it a couple days after it uh, came out. And I, unfortunately, have never played the original because I did not have, like, a good enough computer. Well, maybe not a good enough computer. I wasn't into computer games back then. I know it was awesome, and I know a lot of people are still nostalgic about it, which I understand. The new Doom definitely lives up to that and pays so much respect to the original and it's the single player in it is amazing. I have not beaten it yet, but I've gotten pretty decently far. Um, what's cool is in every single level of the single player, um, there's a secret where you can unlock a level of the original Doom, the first one, and uh, play it inside your game. Do you have like the old um, weapons? Or are you still using your like modern weapons? You still use your you use your modern weapons, so you're still like a 3D person, but you're playing in the like 2D type um, style of the first Doom. Okay, that's interesting. And you, 
you can play through entire maps, I'm pretty sure, or entire levels of the first one. Not in in the level of the new one, but like when you unlock that secret in your level, you can go back and pl and play it um, from the menu. Oh, and, so you uh, can go play it through the menu. That's good to hear. Yeah, yeah. The uh, multiplayer in Doom is interesting. I uh, didn't have too high hopes of it, just because I wanted it for the single player anyway. Um, it feels like it tried to do a Halo thing, and I don't know. It just something something about it feels off. Some people are really good at it. I tried I tried my best, and I could not get a hang of it. The weapons feel off and not meant for multiplayer, I guess. They the weapons definitely feel like they're meant for single player. Yeah, the game so, is the, the game is definitely more of a single player experience than a multiplayer experience, that's for sure. Yeah. And the single player, just the art in it and the style of it is amazing. Lots of blood and gore if you're into that. Um lots of demonic and there's a pretty good story behind it um i won't spoil it for anyone i but the story behind it's really really cool and uh actually gives you a lot of history about the doom soldier that you're playing as so there's a story in doom yes there is a story <laughs> in this doom that's amazing and it yeah i'm pretty sure that it, it reveals a lot more about uh doom than most people know about and you just got to read into it it's almost like uh bloodborne where if you don't pay attention you're not going to know the story that's fine for people that just want to run around at really fast speeds and blow the shit out of aliens or demons i guess it is yeah. and if you want if you are uh, want a challenge there are definitely the higher levels of the game um well the uh, higher difficulties of the game are definitely challenging so if you're up for that good luck to you I've heard that only a handful of people have actually beaten it on the hardest difficulty still. <laughs> I've not been keeping track, but I don't doubt it. It's, it's crazy. So, uh, thumbs up for Doom. It lives up to Definitely. its expectations. All right. Yeah, um, I recommend it. How about the latest DLC for Fallout 4 called Far Harbor? Is that any good? Yes. Uh, I, I really like this DLC. I, I love Fallout 4 in general, so maybe I'm a little bit biased. But uh, I really like this DLC. It's definitely the biggest one so far. So if you don't get the other two, that's okay. But I recommend getting a, this one at least. Um, there are a bunch of new weapons in it. Um, new, um, I think three or four sets of new armor in it. Even if it's not the best armor, it's still all of it is all of it looks really good. All the new armor does and um, new enemy types. Lots and lots of new. Uh, weird creatures uh, made by radiation in this uh, in this DLC, and uh, like they they really go into um, how the radiation can affect different creatures. And uh, there's lots of there's not a lot of side quests just because it still is a DLC, but there is at least couple branching paths i don't know the specific number and then there's a main um obviously a main mission for the dlc i have not made it very far into the dlc just because i am one of those types of people that plays all the side quests before i go to the main quest so 
Um, the new weapons in it, though, are really cool. There's a harpoon gun that takes a while to reload, but it does a lot of damage, and it looks really cool. There's a... Um, like a, It's like a combat rifle, but it's changed in a little bit. It looks a little bit different, but it uses 45 ammo, um, 45 cal ammo, and then it also uh, does radiation damage somehow. But it, it also does more damage than the combat rifle. So Ooh. if you're, if you're uh, too like bored with the combat rifle, this is a pretty good upgrade to it. And I was wondering, like, I using that weapon, I'm wondering, like, I wonder if this affects, like, ghouls and people that are already radiated um, the same, or maybe it heals them or something. But no, it, it does, it still does a lot of damage to them. So there's also t- uh, three new melee weapons in it. Like, a, it's all, they're all, like, fishing hooks. One's, like, a pole hook, and then one is just, like, a normal, like, hand hook that, makes you almost look like a pirate but um i had no I idea think... how much i wanted these until now <laughs> it makes me want to go back through and do a melee playthrough but <laughs> um there's a oh they introduced the uh the children of adam again in this dlc i won't give any more spoilers of the other than that though they're an interesting group of people that's for sure yeah now how far have you made it into it, approximately? Like, percentage-wise, you think? Oh, um... Like, do you mean story, like, like quest... Like, how, how much time have you put into the more. DLC, specifically? Uh, probably, like, four or five hours. Oh, that's not bad. And half that, at least, was exploring the island. Alright, so... And the other half was side quests. So I heard someone, when they are talking about this DLC, they... they described it as fallout 4 kind of shifting its tone and being a little bit more like how fallout new vegas is where everything is more gray area and it's less good versus evil like would that kind of does that sound right to you from what you've seen so far yeah yes it it does seem more like um hard to judge who you should help and who you shouldn't because and who you should kill and who you shouldn't, because a lot of, some of the creatures are not hostile at first, and there are some people who have gone crazy from fog radiation, because there's a fog that covers the island, and it just it deals out. I mean, it just gives everyone radiation all the time. So if you're in that for a while, it's gonna mess you up. So there are some crazy people, and there's like obviously there's the children of Adam there, and then there's also um, a group of synths. That are up there. No more spoilers other than that, though. And uh, it's there's definitely less of a moral line and more gray area, definitely, because it's less like there's since there's no Brotherhood of Steel there, there's no not as much bigotry, I guess, against people. There's not as many racists. Exactly. Well, <laughs> I don't even. Are are robots a race or a species or? I I don't know. It's a it's a valid question for sure. <laughs> yeah, you you've you've made me very excited to get around the continuing Fallout Four again and get into the DLC because it sounds like one of the best parts of the entire game now. Yeah, I don't know how far into the 
main story you have to be for it to unlock because I was already pretty far into it with this character. But I, I heard I Co- think I heard Coke Connor say that he recommends you be a pretty high level character. I don't know how high he's talking about, but considering how far into the game he's gotten, it's probably like 40s or 50s, maybe. Yeah, I would say so too because I've actually like taken more damage on this island than I would normally face in like anywhere else on in the main game, and I'm like level 60 something with fully upgraded power armor. So yes, things on this island do a lot of damage. It's very deadly. Yes. Uh, speaking of deadly, I know that you and I both got a little bit of a Battlefield itch, and we decided to install Battlefield 4 and see how we can do against the high-level general players of the game. <laughs> that was a that was an interesting experience. Uh, like, do you want to do you want to tell uh, tell the viewers how it was to jump into a noob server as a bunch of level one players and how that felt against a bunch of like level 140 five-star generals. Well, if you've never played battlefield, you'll be a little bit confused, but when you start out at level one, you don't have many guns. You don't have many of anything or upgrades for vehicles or good rocket launchers, good anything really. And we, so we jumped on a server specifically for people that are new and low level. So that, so that we could you know survive against people who weren't and they would that server would specifically kick people who were max level so that noobs like ourselves could like level up and we still got put against like five or six level 140s like kyle said and it was (laughs) i don't know about not fun but it was it was a bit crazy because let's just say that when these max level players who have all the perks and stuff unlocked get into vehicles with all the vehicle perks that they want and us noobs try to shoot them without having any anti-vehicle equipment it doesn't go very well so quite quite often these people would get into a tank and then they get like over 100 kills in less than five deaths because no one on our team can actually kill them it was actually impossible so we uh we played we played some of that a little bit but i think eventually i think the most fun we had is when we got into that one server that was uh, the close quarters map so there weren't really any vehicles to worry about it was just us and our guns i think that was the best we had although there were still situations where the spawns would mess up and we'd get stuck at a little corner of the map and not be able to move but it was still pretty crazy and hectic and a lot of fun yeah it was fun um, it's always going to have trouble though, spawning 32 versus 32 teams. So if it's, I, I don't know. I've always loved having giant teams versus giant teams. Cause you could just, I don't know. It felt, it just feels a lot more feels epic and large scale. Yeah, exactly. Instead of the, uh, six versus six or whatever. And you're like, if you mess up, there's a lot more consequences for you messing up. So I think so. I think trying to jump into Battlefield 4 on a brand new account is very difficult right now. But uh, when Battlefield 1 comes around, I'm kind of looking forward to hopping in there and having everyone on a mostly equal playing field. I think that will be a yeah. pretty good experience. Definitely. 
uh, I did try to play a bit of the Battlefield 4 campaign myself, but I ended up stopping only like halfway through because I was experiencing a lot of, I don't know if I was just unlucky, but there were a lot of bugs and glitches that were happening. Like on the second mission, I was having an issue where the enemy stopped spawning and my AI companion stopped following me. So I couldn't actually progress to the level because they weren't triggering certain things to happen. So I had to restart the entire mission and redo it. That was kind of annoying. And then during the third mission, there's a part where you have to like swim underwater, but the water physics were messing up. So I couldn't actually swim unless I paused the game, unpaused it so that it would like reset the physics and then I could actually move the water. So I had to like pause and pause, pause and pause just to swim through this water for a little bit. So that took a lot longer than it should have been. And then near the end, the AI was messing up again and it made it so that I couldn't actually catch up to a ship that was supposed to get aboard. Even though, like, the, the objective was you're supposed to kill these enemy ships that were, like, fighting around you. And once you do that, the, the ship you're supposed to get on is supposed to stop and you're be able to catch up and get on board. But that didn't actually happen. So I was just, like, I just, like, rage quit. I'm like, fuck, frick this. I, I don't have time for this. <laughs> yeah, Battlefield yeah. 4, from a technical point of view, it's a gorgeous game has a lot of really cool things going for it, but I feel like it's in a, it's a hard game to get into in its current state. Um, yeah, I, go ahead. I liked it though. It has a lot of, potential. I, I, yeah, I hadn't played since I think I had fall, battle. I'm sorry. Battlefield three. I think I had it, but I loved, um, battlefield bad company too was my favorite of the series so far right, bad company 2 is still one of my favorite games of all time i really wish i could go back and live the glory days of that uh that was i think i played that back on xbox 360 so that was quite a while ago mm-hmm. but um uh, another game i got around the checking out was the forza 6 apex which is uh, the windows 10 version of forza 6 and i was actually quite surprised by that like i heard a lot of people say that these windows stores Windows Store games that have been coming out have not been running very well and have issues of resolution and all that. But thankfully, Forza 6 Apex, when I opened it up and ran it, it ran very well, 1080p, no issues with resolution or anti-aliasing. It ran pretty solid at like 60 FPS on a slightly lower setting because I have a a mid-grade video card. But for the most part, it ran very well. And there was actually quite a bit of content in this free version of the game. There was like 10 different race events you could compete in. And there's a few dozen cars. So there's quite a bit of variety too. I was, I was pretty happy about that. Now, uh, no, I know you're the, you're the motorsport fan. Like, have you got around the playing Forza 6 at all? Or have you not done that? Have you been playing previous Forzas? I haven't got around to it. So... Another thing I've been playing has a, because I haven't had access to that great of internet, I've been stuck to playing mostly offline games the past week or so. So I decided to have the uh, the idea of starting a brand new playthrough of The Witcher 3. And I, was, I decided I'm going to finally get around to 100% in this game, which I didn't do the first time because I got like halfway through and then decided just to finish the main story because there is so much content in this game. And I am actually getting to that same point where I got fed up with everything that there was going on. I was like, I just want to finish the main story and then move on to something else. And I'm getting like that 
similar feeling right now where I'm like, there's just so much going on. I'm so overwhelmed with the side missions and Witcher contracts. So I just want to like finish the main mission. But uh, I'm going to take it slow, just play a couple side missions here or there and get through that. Because then once I finish up with this character, I'll take him into the DLC of the game, which I hear is pretty fantastic. Especially the first. Some people say that like the story of the first expansion is better than the main story of the main game. And wow. apparently the upcoming expansion, Blood and Wine, is also fantastic. The reviews have, for that have been coming out, so... I'm looking forward to getting to play some of that. Um, well, what, Noah, what else have you been playing? I think you mentioned something about the new Black Ops 3 DLC. Have you been playing some of that? Yeah, I've always been a uh, big fan of uh, the zombie series uh, as far as Activision goes. And uh, they just released a second map pack or DLC pack to Xbox on the 19th, I believe. Um, and it includes a map called Zetsobo no Shima, and it's kind of reminiscent of Shino no Numa oh. from um, from the original, where it's kind of set in a jungly, jungly type of uh, or map where it's reminiscent of Japan research facility. And uh, actually, the map includes two boss fights. Um, There's boss so... fights now. Yeah, so I was kind of impressed on that one to where they're kind of expanding zombies from that, just like yeah, this. That's different. Run around and see how long you can survive and complete this crazy Easter egg, but they're actually incorporating like uh, dungeon crawler or RPG style uh, attributes to their game. I'm sounds... interested to see what they'll do with the third DLC now. You have my interest now. I might have to go look up some uh, gameplay of this and see what it's like. Because I, I kind of just wrote it off now that I don't like Black Ops 3. But it's just like I don't feel like spending $15 to buy a new DLC where I'm only going to be playing the zombie mode. But if it's actually like has that Japanese setting that you talked about and has boss fights and stuff in it now, which is a little different. I might have to go and do that because that sounds pretty interesting to me. Yeah, I was impressed with it. And uh, as as far as I can tell, they've spent a lot of time is getting a, a this baseline story that connects all the zombies from now on. Where I believe the next series, um, they'll be focusing on Nikolai. So they did Rick Toffin and uh, Tekio. So now I think they're going to focus on kind of the backstory behind Nikolai. I didn't realize that they were like revisiting those characters. Yeah, they brought him back and they started going into more depth, which their backstory and how they all came to be. Now I'm definitely going to have to go pick this up. Glad they're having, I mean, putting story into it, because I know that after, uh, in the first um, couple zombies, they uh, they had those characters. No one really knew who they were or why they were there, other than they were like, you know, soldiers from every army at that time in World War II. But, uh, I think I think it's really cool how they are. They actually are trying to connect everything and say how these like this zombie apocalypse type of thing is coming about. There's a little bit of a fantasy um, science and uh, demonic type stuff behind it, but it's really I think it's really cool the way they're doing it. Yeah, that's great. So uh, 
let's uh, go ahead and move on to the big game that we've all been playing lately, and that is Blizzard's Overwatch. I I mentioned a little bit last episode how I got into the the uh, the, the the stress test and was having a great time, but now you two have also had a chance to play Overwatch quite a bit of it actually. So talk to me about what your guys' opinions of Overwatch are. So, okay. like, up from the league up from, like, uh, when we heard about it, I don't know, almost a year ago, um, to release, like, kind of my opinions changed, and, like, they were basically where I assumed it was going to be a semi-casual, team-focused, you know, kind of game you play on the side where you, you know... It would actually be Blizzard's Team Fortress 2. Right. right. Basically. And I thought it was just going to be a casual game, but after playing... Um, it's really shown me how intense and how difficult the game can and how deep the games can go based on how well you guys communicate as a team as far as building a, an effective team comp for the specifics of the game, uh, map awareness, and placing yourself in the right position on specific points on the map. And it's just really shown me that it this might be not as much as a casual game, but more of a competitive game. Oh yeah, definitely. Like I, I kind of underestimated just how much of a focus there was on the team play, but like the fact that some heroes just work really well against other heroes and in combination of other heroes just really cemented that idea to me and how important it is. Uh, like, right. I think a lot of us went in with the expectation that we're going to like certain heroes. And then after we started actually playing, we ended up grabbing towards other heroes that we maybe weren't thinking we'd like at first. So it was really cool to see that. Like, when I first got the game, I thought, oh, man, I'm going to love Hanzo and uh, McCree. They're going to be like my two go-tos. But then after I started playing for a while, I ended up gravitating towards more like Lucio and the tanks and like the complete opposite spectrum of heroes. So that was kind of interesting. Um, and you th- I mean, there's so much that we could say about overwatch that hasn't, but a lot of it's already been stated. Like it's probably one of the most solid shooters out there. Now huge focus on team play has a great art style. Um, Oh, you, you the two of you went and played the, that crazy mode, the, whatever it was called, uh, how was how was that like that was the fun side of overwatch even though the regular mode is still pretty damn fun yeah that's for sure we played um i think i think it changes every week it was called weekly weekly brawl so i'm pretty sure it will change every week but this the week we played it um there was double health and less like i don't know what the cooldown uh yeah 200 was 175 percent uh, ultimate regeneration, seventy-five percent cooldown. Oh man! Abilities. Yeah, that that was a it was a lot of fun. It was definitely hard to kill people. You could just spam everything. It was interesting for us to like. We were trying to figure out like who would be best with really low cooldowns and good like really fast ultimate regen. And uh, it was not like something I'd ever thought about before because you know cooldowns. Uh, had always been set, and I never really thought like you could never lower your cooldowns for anybody. So I I think the 
the if they keep doing fun stuff like that for the weekly brawl, that'll be an off another awesome part of the game. And uh, it it required a little bit less teamwork, um, just because like one if one person's like just so OP in that, then they can just sort of carry. Six maze in the game. <laughs> oh yeah, Jeez. May was May was crazy. You could just have walls and all the time, and then she could just instantly heal herself. I I had an awesome time playing Lucio because I would just spam my E and heal everyone. I ended that game with like more healing I'd ever done. It was like seventeen thousand HP healed, something like that. <laughs> and uh, it it was a lot of fun. Um, I uh, I I thought this game was going to be a lot different when I went into it. Didn't really understand what I was getting into. I'd played a little bit of Team Fortress 2 and thought I knew what was going to happen, but I I don't know. This this was a lot more fun than I was expecting actually. I was expecting it to already be fun. I uh, I think it's really cool how it you like if you have a certain role that you're used to playing in games like this. This game almost like changes your perspective on it because I don't like supporting because I guess I'm selfish or something. <laughs> um, but in this game, I actually do like supporting. I feel like I'm actually contributing more in this game when I, other than when I support in other games. And I don't, I think that uh, that's really cool. And like Kyle said, there's a aspect of like, you think you can, you think you're going to know the characters you're going to like, but no, that definitely changed. Like, I still do like McCree and Hanzo, but my favorite characters have not, are not what I thought they'd be, and I had a lot of fun playing all the tanks and all that stuff with, that I'm not used to playing in other games. And I don't this this game is just an interesting take on all this that stuff, and the requirement for teamwork is helpful at most times but when you have a bad team or teammates who don't listen yeah which we run into a lot <laughs> it's, it's always gonna be a problem when you're playing uh, games of randoms but um yeah i, I just want to say i think for the most part all 21 heroes are perfectly viable and none of them are at the point where if they're on your team you just feel like you're gonna lose because all of them have the tools needed to win against certain heroes and for the most part you can just play whoever you want because they're all balanced very well this game's balanced very well except maybe certain combinations that are harder to overcome than they should yeah. be but i think for the most part the game's in a very good spot after its launch and speaking of its launch it was one of the smoothest least problematic launches i've ever seen like when it first yeah. when the game first came out the servers were kind of stressed out for the first 10 minutes but then after that everyone got in everyone was getting the matches fine and there's been no problems ever since um is there anything else about overwatch we need to mention like it's want to stress out that this i just want to like make the point that this is probably one of the best games we've played this entire year but i don't know what else there is to say about it other than it's really good and it's fun and everyone should be playing it they need to make a movie about it that's the lore, that that's right, the lore in this game is surprisingly good considering there really isn't any in the game. It's all outside of the game. I, mean, I, don't, yeah. I don't want to say that because 
the characters do talk to each other in the game and they hint at their pasts, but most of it, you have to go like outside and read the bios or watch the animated shorts, which are fantastic. Yeah. Um, they, uh, go ahead. They they need Blizzard has done a great job so far, but I really hope they keep expanding on the lore and I it'll make it a little more difficult to add new characters to the game, be um to fit them into the lore. But I think with is well we know blizzard so i'm pretty sure they can do it and they're gonna do it well so they have the resources that's for sure um i want to ask you guys like what do you think overwatch's viability of a, as a competitive game is going to be because i know people have been trying to make it an esport of sorts and it seems like it's going to gain a following i think it has a good chance it may not be the next counter-strike but i think there will definitely be an audience for it I don't think it's going to be a huge one, but I think it will have a following. I just feel like the game's too too, too dynamic for a big uh, uh, esports scene because most games it's pretty set or set rules and like you only have one character throughout the match and uh, usually it's like a neutral objective rather than having like an attack defend kind of system. There is Counter Strike, but it's, I don't know. It's just weird concept where people would be swapping out characters throughout a match. Yeah, I I think about the same. Um, I think that the if they get it into um, a good esport situation, it's gonna be not not like any others really because it's still casual. Even I I doubt they have the easiest of time make it into like a hardcore esport it's just the game is still so casual and they uh like even though yes like headshots are a skill and uh that's basically what a lot of uh people high up in the um esports are good at they're good at headshots and stuff but there's just so much other stuff coming going into a team that it's probably not going to be able to gain the biggest following because uh, it's hard to describe, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I don't know if it's going to be the best at becoming an eSport uh, type of game. I guess we'll just have to keep an eye on that. Are there uh, have, have there been any other games you guys have been playing that you want to talk about? Or should we move on to new releases for the month? Um, I think... I think that's about all I've played and need to discuss. Uh, so with uh, with that out of the way, let's uh, let's go ahead and move on to the new releases that have come out in the month of May. Uh, the first thing that came out was the Xbox One version of Super Hot, which is it's a pretty neat little indie shooter game, so it's kind of worth checking out. Uh, Battleborn came out for PC, Xbox One, and PS4. It there its critical acclaim was kind of okay but not great in fact ever since overwatch came out it actually got a price drop to where it's like 20 percent off or it's like 40 dollars or something like that so uh gearbox is feeling some pressure to make the appeal of the game a little bit more there um a game called solaris came out for pc it's like a large open space strategy game kind of thing i'm not too familiar with it but uh some people seem to be really liking it so if you're into space sims or like space strategy games, there's that. 
one of the big games that came out this month was actually Uncharted 4 A Thief's End exclusively for the PlayStation 4. The reception of that has been very good. Some people are saying it's probably one of the best games on PlayStation right now. I'm definitely going to have to get around to playing that eventually. I would have now, but I've been a little busy. So uh, there's that. Uh, PC versions of Final Fantasy X and Ten Two have come out. I'm not really a Final Fantasy guy, so I don't know too much about them, but I've, I've been noticing they're bringing a lot of Final Fantasy ports over to PC, so... Now there's just more people that can play them, so that's cool. Uh, the Wii U version of Super Meat Boy has come out. I didn't even know they were making a, Super, uh, a Wii U version of that, but that's a, it's a pretty good game, so it's cool to see. Uh, we've already talked about this a little bit, but the new rebooted version of Doom has come out for PC, Xbox One, and PS4. The critical acclaim for that's been pretty good at like 85% for the most part. Uh, we didn't mention this earlier, but there is a feature in the game called snap map which is a single player and multiplayer map editor kind of like for kind of like halo's forge mode uh, i don't think you've had a chance to play that much michael but i don't know if it's available or not but there's there's that so for those that like to create content that's an option uh and then homefront the revolution came out for pc xbox one and ps4 and was kind of blasted a lot of people were asking for refunds of the game. It's been pretty poorly received, so it's kind of unfortunate that it's not even living up to the first one, which was kind of underwhelming in the first place. Uh, at long last, the PC version of Salt and Sanctuary has come out. It's a really cool, like 2D Dark Souls Castlevania kind of game. I think we talked about that in an earlier episode, so that's finally now on PC and PS4. Uh, the Fallout 4 DLC Far Harbor is out for PC, Xbox One, and PS4. I think Michael definitely recommends that. So for Fallout fans, you yeah. finally have a good piece of content to go and enjoy again. Uh, the big one, Very good. another big game was Overwatch that came out for PS, the PC, Xbox One, and PS4. My personal opinion of the game is it's like a, like a 9 out of 10. And that seems to be mostly in line with everyone else's opinions. It's, it's a great game. One of the best shooters come out. So definitely look into playing that if you are looking for something to play for friends. Uh, Platinum's TMNT and Mutants in Manhattan, the like hack and slash Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game came out and it's also getting blasted. It's not being well received. That's kind of unfortunate because I, I love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but this is not the game for the TMNT fans. Uh, one of the more surprise hits of the month has actually been the release of Total War Warhammer which is a strategy game based off of the Warhammer series, which is not Dawn of War. It's another one that some people really like the Total War series. So this one is apparently pretty good. I'm liking, I like how there's a lot of these large strategy games that are available for those that really enjoy that genre. Cause a lot of people thought after Starcraft two of the series, uh, the genre was going to die out, but it's, it's still going pretty strong. That's, that's good to see. Yeah, it's good to hear. I like that. I like the strategy games, but um, they take a, they take a lot of uh, practice to get good at. Oh yeah, no doubt. And then the third episode of Hitman is going to be coming out at the end of this month called Marrakesh. I don't really know what Marrakesh is. Is that is that a place? It's, I think it's a city of some sort. Probably. Where is Marrakesh? Most likely. 
I don't know. It doesn't matter. I still haven't played the second episode, so I doubt I'm going to be able to pick up this one. I don't know if I actually will pick up any future episodes. Maybe when they're all out, I'll just buy the the season pass or whatever and play them all. But for those that are keeping up with Hitman, the third episode's coming out. And then the last big thing for the month is the release of The Witcher 3 Blood and Wine expansion, which people are saying is great. It's huge in scale and is just as good as the base game. So as a Witcher fan, I am really excited to hear that. Uh. Marrakesh is in Morocco, by the way. Morocco. Okay. That, that should be an interesting setting then for some assassinating. Interesting. Yeah, it looks really beautiful. Um, Looking forward to next month. I think maybe I, I heard a rumor that No Man's Sky might be delayed, but I haven't seen anything official yet. So until it's official, let's just assume that No Man's Sky is actually coming out next month. I think it's like the 21st or something that's supposed to be coming uh i still know very little of that game i don't know what to expect um the new mirror's edge game is supposed to be coming out called mirror's edge catalyst it's like an open world version of the first game uh the what is it the mega man inspired mighty number no. nine is going to be coming out after being delayed i think like a year or two still like it's been quite a while quite a few delays in that that's coming out long last uh for fans of the lego games there is a lego star wars the force awakens coming out based off of the new movie that'd be interesting to see what they can do with that because normally the lego movies are based off of multiple movies instead of just one uh but it's a it's a lego game it should be fun no matter what then there is an xbox one and ps4 version of prison architect making its way to the consoles i think prison architects a pretty neat concept of a game where you're like building a prison and managing the prisoners so for people that like those sort of games there's that but uh it looks like a tycoon yeah it's like a tycoon kind of game but you're you're, uh you're you're overseeing a prison you're building the prison building new wards finding new prisoners stuff like that but uh the the big news for next month is not one thing in particular but it's a whole collection of things which will be revealed at e3 for those that don't know what e3 is it's the entertainment the what's it called the electronic entertainment expo i think that's what yeah, i think so yeah it takes place every summer in los angeles and that's when all the large publishers get together and just basically showcase all the stuff they're working on trying to generate hype for the last half of this year and the beginning of next year so, even though we already got a bunch of release dates for games that are coming out this year, we'll be getting a lot more of those when E3 happens. I think it's between like June 10th and June 14th or something like that. Second week of June, let's just say that. <clears throat> so, when we get back... Actually, in the first part. In the first part? First part of June. Yeah, the first half of June sometimes. So... When we get together to record next month, we'll be probably talking all about E3 and what we liked about it. But uh, before we get to that, let's. Uh, is there anything you guys are particularly looking forward to seeing at E3? Like, I know there's some things that are probably guaranteed to happen, but there's some things that may be a surprise that could happen. Like, is there anything that you want to happen really badly at E3 that you're going to be keeping an eye out for? Um. I'm looking forward to the new Elder Scrolls. Looking to see what they're going to say about that. 
Um, Halo Wars 2 for sure. We are all very excited about that because we love the first one. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of stuff I'm looking forward to. I really, really hope there's a Red Dead sequel. That's I, I loved the first Red Dead. Um, and The Last of Us 2, definitely. Yeah, I wonder if that's going to actually happen. Like, Sony has quite a bit on its, uh, on its table right now, so I don't know if they'll actually do that, especially considering Naughty Dog just finished Uncharted 4. So they're, they're already working on their next project, but I don't know if they're ready to talk about it yet. But uh, just just yeah. a couple of examples of things that we may see at E3. Uh, EA is going to come out. They're going to show Battlefield footage, so show off the new Titanfall game. I'm sure they'll show off the new Madden games or whatever. Uh, I think <laughs> I think we'll be getting more news about the new Mass Effect that's been delayed a bit. So I think they'll they'll give us more to keep us interested in that. They'll probably talk about a new Star Wars game. I don't know if it's going to be Battlefront or something else, but we'll see. Uh, Bethesda, yeah, there's there's the rumors that they're going to talk about the new Elder Scrolls. I I want them to, but I don't know if they will because there's also rumors that they're working on a brand new IP that will be a game similar in fashion to Elder Scrolls and Fallout. So maybe they'll throw that in and it will be a game, that, a series that they can throw into the mix in between Fallout and Elder Scrolls. And I, I hope. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, regardless of what it is, I'm looking forward to anything from Bethesda. Uh, yeah, definitely. I think the the only guarantee that we can get from Bethesda is that they're going to be showcasing Dishonored 2 and some gameplay of that. But the, the the Microsoft has some interesting things. Like apparently there's some new Xboxes coming out, like a slim version of the one, and then apparently there's a like an upgraded ver- one coming out for next year, something like that. <clears throat> Supposedly a new uh, new hardware. So they said. It's supposed to like, yeah, quadruple the output. Quadruple the output. Performance. Wonder how they're going to manage to do that in an affordable package. <laughs> affordable, <laughs> in quotation marks. <laughs> affordable. What's not affordable is the Hol- Hololens, and I wonder if they're going to show any more of the Hololens, or that's been put in the back burner. Because I haven't heard anything about think- it since the developer kit came out. I, I bet Probably. that E E3 is gonna be a lot of um VR this this E three. Oh yeah. I I, I feel so like big. I feel like over half of Sony's conference is gonna be them showcasing the PlayStation VR. Or or some sort of VR. Yeah, definitely. So, something, yeah. Uh and ho- hopefully there's some news for uh Halo fans. Like I know they're probably gonna show Halo Wars two footage. They might announce Halo Five coming to PC if they already have Forge on the way, like I'm cautiously optimistic that's what they're going to do, but they'll probably end up disappointing me again. Uh, Ubisoft has a lot of interesting stuff going on. Like, There's probably going to be a Watch Dogs 2 announcement. They're, they're going to show off the new South Park game. Um, there's going to be For Honor, uh, the new Ghost Recon. And I'm curious to see what they're going to do with The Division. Because The Division has been in a really rough spot ever since it launched. So I wonder if they're going to announce some sort of expansion to the division and it will have the same effect that the Taken King had on Destiny or if they're just going to kind of let it rot. Uh guess we'll guess we'll see. I hope they try to keep up with it. We'll see. Like the people that were really liking Division when it first launched really liked the division. So if they 
continue to support that. I'm sure they'll come back and continue playing it. And then, uh, like we said, I think PlayStation's going to focus really heavily on the VR and the PlayStation 4.5 or PlayStation Neo, whatever you want to call it, with the upgraded specs. But as far as games go, they're probably going to show off Horizon Zero Dawn again, which I really like the footage of that from last year. Uh, there's rumors... Oh, yeah. There's rumors that they're going to show off a new God of War game, so hopefully that happens because I like God of War and it'd be really cool to play another one. Uh, then maybe Hideo Kojima will come and show off his new game because he's been working for Sony a few months now. I don't know if there's any... I doubt it. It's probably next year that he'll come out and show something. But uh, The Last Guardian, I think... Even though they announced last year that it's not dead and it's still coming, I think this year we're going to actually get a release date for that game, one that they will hold to. So for those that have been waiting like 10 years for that game, they may finally get some relief. Or they may not be relieved until it finally comes out. We will see. Uh, Nintendo's presence at the conference is going to be pretty slim. I think they're not even showing anything except the new Zelda game because they announced everything is just going to be done afterwards at a later event. So... For those that like Nintendo, the only thing they have to look forward to is the new Zelda game. Um, Activision-wise, they'll probably show uh, some gameplay of Infinite Warfare, but I don't know where or when they're going to do that. And then they'll probably officially announce the Destiny expansion, uh, Rise of Iron or Heart of Iron, whatever it was called. Uh, Take-Two is one I'm going to be keeping an eye on because I think... They may show some Civilization gameplay. They may announce to do Borderlands. I don't know. I really, really hope that they end up getting a Bioshock sequel announced. That's something I'm... That's probably at the top of my list of things I want to happen. But, again, cautiously optimistic. But the, the big thing that could come from Take-Two would be Rockstar announcing a new game. Uh, anything that they can announce includes Grand Theft Auto 6... Red Dead, a new like a sequel to the Red Dead games, maybe something like a new Bully. Uh, I know you mentioned Michael that you'd really look forward to a new Red Dead game. Yes, I would love one. Anything Rockstar does is kind of a big deal. So, yeah, there's just a few things that you can look forward to at E3, and I think we'll go more in depth next episode and kind of break down what has happened at the event. Um, for those that want to. Follow that coverage when it's happening. I'm sure there will be many news outlets that are doing coverage of that. I don't think we will be. But uh, we'll definitely be talking about it when we return about a month from now. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about before we sign off? I think we about covered it. Yeah, we, we're all yeah, we kept this episode a little bit short, a little bit easier to, to taste. So... Uh, hopefully that was okay with everyone else. I think it's a little bit easier for us to do when we do it this way. But uh, until then, I think we're going to go ahead and close the show off. So thank you so much, everyone that tuned in. Definitely consider following us on Twitter at M under, MNJ underscore podcast. We also have a Facebook page that you can like us there. Uh, we're usually tweeting out news and asking for fan questions and opinions and stuff. So if you want to get involved in the show, definitely consider getting a hold of us in that way. Uh, and then I guess until next time, have everyone have a fantastic June and we hope to see you guys back here for the next episode.
See everybody next time. Adios. Wake me.